0: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Scott Luton, Enrique Alvarez, and Adrian Pertil here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode, we're continuing our logistics with purpose series here on Supply Chain Now, one of our favorite series. On this series, we spotlight leaders and organizations that are all in the in their own way truly changing the world. So stay tuned as we look to increase your supply chain leadership IQ quick programming note before we get started. If you enjoy this, this conversation, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, the supply chain now, so you don't miss any others. Uh, let's welcome in, again, I mentioned my special co-host for today's episode, Enrique Adrian. How are y'all doing?
1: Good. Great. Uh, great. Thanks, Scott. Wonderful to be here on this platform again. Uh, Bart and Seth, uh, wonderful to see you again and looking
0: forward to continuing our conversation. Absolutely. Enrique, how are you doing? I'm doing
2: great. Thank you. It's a, it was a great weekend, as uh, one of our guests was already mentioning, and we're super excited to be with, uh, with them today. I'm really uh, looking forward to this conversation. They're doing amazing things to make the world a better place. And uh, I'm really excited just to kind of uh, listen a little bit more to what their story is and what they
0: have to share with us. I am, too. And y'all and and Adrian tried to let the cat out of the bag. But I am super <laughs> excited about our two guests here today. Uh I should note, of course, Logistics with Purpose is brought to you by Vector Global Logistics. So Enrique, Adrian, thanks for y'all's support. Uh so let's let's get to our guests, right? These folks are on a mission to simply put, bring clean water to people who are thirsty. So let's welcome in Bart Smelly, founder and CEO at Filter of Hope. Bart, how you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Have enjoyed our, our pre-show visit a bit. And you've brought with you your colleague, Seth Swindle, Campus Expansion Director, also with Filter Hope. Seth, how you doing? Doing well. Doing
3: well. Thanks for uh, for having us.
0: You bet. Okay, so just like we talked about, you know, we love to get into, before we get to the heavy lifting and get to the uh, incredible mission and purpose y'all have at Filter of Hope, we want to get to know you both a little bit better. And we're going to try not to talk three hours of football. That might be tough to do with this this group here. But, Bart, I want to start with you. Tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, and, and uh, what is Bart Smelly all about?
4: Well, thank you. And I was born and raised in Tuscaloosa. That's where the football talk uh, pre-show came up, I think. <laughs> And I I went to the University of Alabama here and studied engineering. And so great family. Currently, I have three children. And as of tomorrow, we'll have six beautiful grandchildren under the age of 11. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats again. Yeah. Thank you. But um, after college, I caught the entrepreneur bug early very early. And uh, I started a business career right out of school. And so for the next 25 years, I was in and out of a variety of businesses and some really good ones and some, you know, not so good, (laughs) but nothing that, uh, nothing I did, you know, really gave me a, a, a deep satisfaction. Uh, I was not, uh, content in any of the businesses that, uh, so I didn't stay in anything very long, and I wanted to. I knew there was something more important that uh, I was going to spend my life doing, and so it was. Wasn't until about 10, 11 years ago that I felt a call into full time missions, a life of missions, and I, I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I was done with the in the, in the with the business world, and so on a. Uh, a trip, we did some, uh, now I've gone on mission trips and service trips around the world for many, many years. When our kids got old enough, my wife and I would, we'd kind of structure our own and do sports camps because that's what our family was all about. But I knew that that wasn't, you know, what, uh, I was being called to do. And so in an effort to try to determine exactly what I felt God calling me to, I was uh, conducted a survey in a really, really poor area of the Dominican Republic to determine what the greatest needs of families living in poverty were.
0: And And you were there in country at the time of conducting the survey, is that right?
4: In the Dominican Republic, yes. Yes. So using some community leaders in this area of the Dominican Republic, along with some pastors that we had met and some area coaches. We'd, we'd done a lot of little baseball clinics and things like that there. We surveyed about 500 families. And the simple question was, what are the greatest challenges that you face on a daily basis? And we actually provided like a little cheat sheet, you know, was it jobs? Was it, you know, and we had about 20 different potential you know, answers. And I was really surprised. Uh, and I'd been to this area many, many times. But when we would go and meet um, kids at a park or at a church to do a baseball clinic and then gather them up and talk to them afterwards and, and give them you know, bats and balls and things that we collected, we brought our know, water from the hotel or wherever we was staying. We didn't, we didn't think about water. So water was not even on the list of multiple choices, you know, all these had 20, 20 different potential answers. And so I was kind of, I was really shocked to to when the results came in and number one was always jobs. This place was 97% unemployment, but number two and three was either education for my kids so they can have Hope for a better life than 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 we had as parents. Or it was clean drinking water so our kids can be healthy enough to actually go to school and get an education. It blew my mind. And being an entrepreneur, studying engineering, you know, I said, there's gotta be a way you can clean water that these people are drinking. And so that is what create a huge passion that has never left me for the last 10 years and won't till I breathe my last breath, I believe. And so uh, that's, that's what we're all about is uh, providing clean water to the poorest of the poor all around the world, people that don't have access to, um, to safe water and along with that, we are a faith-based organization and we, um, we also share God's love with people and that he can make a difference in their life as well. So we focus on physical as well as uh, spiritual needs. Uh, the world needs a lot more, but all of
0: that, uh, for sure. And, and I really appreciate you sharing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up for a minute because we're going to dive deeper into Filter of Hope and the mission and and all the cool elements to that. Seth, I want to bring you in for a second. Uh, before we go any further, tell us about yourself and where you're from and, and when you joined into the mission.
3: Thanks, Scott. Yep. Um, so uh, my family and I uh, have an amazing wife, Whitney, and two small kids. McLean and Shep, they're uh, four and two. So uh, you can imagine it's a, it's a pretty wild, wild house. We just added a, uh, <laughs> a dog to the mix. We were just feeling extra crazy last week. But no, uh, we, we, uh, we were living in, uh, in, in Washington, DC before Atlanta, working with uh, a, a, actually a, a partner of ours crew. Some of you may be familiar with. And it was, it was on a trip. With crew that I called the the filter of hope bug, if, if you will, um, and just fell in love with with filter of hope with the work as Bart mentioned, just that opportunity to to provide physical needs that are so great, uh, but then then being able to to, to provide spiritual needs and in, and uh, in, in, in different capacities. So we came on board and in, in uh, 2019 moved to Atlanta and really really excited to. Be with filter of hope and, uh, and and the future uh, filter of filter
0: Hope. Really moved the needle, helping a ton of folks. I gotta ask you the the million dollar question though. What's who's got the worst traffic, DC or Atlanta? Atlanta.
3: <laughs> I, I I think D C no. DC, I I most people it's it's uh, it's busy but they know how to drive. I run into people in Atlanta I, I just I don't think they know how to how to, how to drive correctly so um, yeah
0: well thanks for humoring us. okay so you know it's uh, on a more serious note it, it's just amazing um, something we all take for granted. the ability to, to walk into the kitchen and turn a faucet on and get you know clean water that we can drink and cook with and give our kids it, it's just uh, you know this, this blind spot we all have folks that need that. And, and so many people need that. So love the story. Um, Adrian, where are we going next with Bart and Seth here?
1: Yeah, question to either Bart or Seth. Um, tell us about the world water crisis in general. And um, also, uh, you know, in terms of how big of an issue it really is.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. It's a huge issue, guys. It's it's greater than huge. It's monumental. It's, it's, a, it's a, a problem that most people cannot imagine, unless you've studied about developing countries or or traveled uh, outside the resort areas in developing um, countries. Um, most Americans don't realize the magnitude of the the water crisis and how uh, many people don't have the luxury as you said of just turning the tap and uh, getting you know clean water perfectly healthy water like we have here in America the world health Organization recently put it at um, a little over 2 billion people are forced to drink wow. water every day that is contaminated with feces this this is from the world health organization. And so E. coli, which is feces and, 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 and is one of the uh, most harmful bacterias, and it's a killer. It's a, it is a, it's a killer. Millions of people, depending on what you're reading, we, we usually try to use the statistics from the CDC and, you know, UN and the World Health Organization. But, you know, four or five million people die every year just because they don't have access to to clean water to drink. And most of them are children. 80% are are kids under five who have not built up their immune system. So it is it's a major, it's a major problem. It's 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 really truly sad. I like to share with groups that, you know, we won the we just happened to win the birth lottery, you know, being born in the United States with water that you can access by turning a, turning a a knob plus all the other freedoms that we have that are not enjoyed by billions of, of uh, people around the world. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge problem that is going to require much more than filter of hope. That's why we love all, you know, partnerships and creating awareness uh, the and we you know we love taking people and showing them for the first time what true poverty really is but uh it's a um it's a great problem that is um that's just it's right in front of us I mean literally 90 miles off the the coast of Florida's Haiti and Dominican Republic, Cuba, and you know, with, without access to, to clean water, the vast majority of those populations. So it's a, it's a worldwide uh, crisis for sure. Right.
1: Focusing on a filter of, of hope now specifically, um, there are a lot of water focused nonprofit organizations um, out there. What, what makes uh, you stand apart?
3: Yeah, I mean, Adrian, you 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 just mentioned it. Bart made mention of it. There are there are some great organizations that are um, going after this this global water crisis, and 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 it takes all of us, right? It takes all of us trying to tackle this this issue. Filterfolk, we we are proud of, of the work that we've been able to do. You know, I think one of the things that that sets Filter folk apart is the personal aspect of it. You know, the opportunity to actually go and experience this crisis and the opportunity to to be a part of, of providing and, and meeting those needs. So participants, and we'll talk more about that um, in our time, but just the opportunity to, to, to go on a trip, to be in the homes of, of families, to get to know them, to uh, hear their story is, is huge. So it's more than just, um, you know, sending money, which is So needed. Um, Mm -hmm. Fundraising is is, there's a great need for more, Um, but just the actual opportunity to go and experience um, the work. And you also think about um, sustainability. Right. We, We want to make sure that, hey, when when we leave, the work continues. When our when our teams leave. Cuba, when our teams leave, Costa Rica, all the countries that we have filters in, it's it's important to know that there's someone there in case there is an issue. There's someone to come alongside this this family, whether it's the spiritual side or whether it's um, help with with the filter itself. So when you think about sustainability, the the uh, the um, the personalization of of getting to go and experience it and then and then seeing firsthand who you're you're coming alongside just makes it makes it a, a great opportunity and uh, I think a value for us
0: it's oh, huge I love that relationship piece and, and and it's so valuable especially I mean that's been illustrated if anything during the pandemic and, and making sure you know the folks that you're helping and you, and you know you know more about their needs and application and whatnot but Enrique, I think we're going to be talking technology next, right?
2: Yes, and I definitely wanted to know a little bit more about, I'm a mechanical engineer myself, so I've always been very curious about the way things work and machines and all that. So if you could explain me and then the audience a little bit about what, how does this particular filter work? Is there any special ingredients to your, to your recipe other than, of course, the connection and the sustainability that you just mentioned?
4: Yeah. The, um, and there's a lot of ways to filter water. Back in the early days, I, I tried everything. And so the the oldest is biosand filters and just using the sand and gravel to, to filter out the contaminants. Um, and we actually built a factory in Haiti uh, after the earthquake making ceramic filters that had embedded colloidal silver that killed the bacteria all of the types of uh techniques that we utilize in the early days they had uh, they had a lot of of uh, shortcomings whether it be a you know a very slow flow rate that didn't produce a lot of water or they were too heavy and bulky and weren't transportable or fragile as in the the ceramic water filters and easily to to break and so through uh A lot of prayer, and uh, I I like to say uh, through God and Google, came across technology called hollow fiber membranes. It's been around a long time, actually. It was developed back in the 60s as a way to treat wastewater and sanitation plants And uh, so our filter, even though it's small, it's a small capsule, a little bit smaller than even like a a Coke can that does all the filtration. It's just a a little mini sanitation plant, if you will. But inside that cartridge, that filter cartridge is thousands of hollow fiber membranes that are polysulfone tubes is what they are made out of. And they have a pore size of 0.1 microns. And 0.1 microns is like smaller than the, way smaller than the, the human hair. If you looked at what the the smallest, the smallest harmful bacteria actually is the E. coli bacteria that I mentioned earlier. And if you Googled up what's the smallest diameter size of, of E. coli bacteria, it's going to be 0.2 microns in diameter size so it's twice as large as can go through that filter so that filter traps all of the bacteria and only thing that can escape is perfectly clean purified just you know good water regardless of what you put in it and i've gone as far because there just wasn't in demonstrating we love all we, we demonstrate our filters in every venue whether we're when speaking somewhere certainly when we're on the field with with teams or partners and i was faced with a situation one time where there was no water to use and demonstrate the filter there was this pit this brown water pit basically a sewage pit that i had a five gallon bucket already hooked up with our filter and i just dipped it in that pit and uh i said a few prayers before i drank that water but uh It came out perfectly clean, perfectly clean and perfectly clear. And obviously people were freaking out a bit, but that's how well the filter works. And this technology and the quality of those membranes, at least the quality we use, are very very durable they can withstand the daily cleaning it takes about about one minute to clean the filter each day and if you do that it's going to last for a long time up to 10 years or more or more and so um, and it will filter about uh, at least 250 gallons a day so it filters a lot of more than enough water that a, that, a, that a family needs to drink, to cook with, to clean with, and to share with their friends and neighbors that may not have a filter yet. So amazing technology, long lasting. And the good thing is, as we're working with uh, Vector on, they can be shipped anywhere in the world. Just got to have a good logistics company. And that's why we're working with Vector.
0: Awesome. Enrique, any, uh, I think, by the way, I think we have our podcast title between God and Google. I I love that Bart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) That's catchy. (laughs) Any follow-up question there?
2: Well, just uh, for some of the uh, people that are wondering, like uh, you've gone, you mentioned it, something that's probably been taking so many years and a lot of effort from you and your team. You kind of tell the story so casually that people might think that it's kind of easy to do what you guys are doing. And and it has been like somewhat of an easy journey. But could you tell us a little bit more about like some of the maybe some of the early mistakes that you guys made or some of the different things you have learned throughout the entire process from starting to Google things to coming up with this technology to really opportunity to go into that mud pit and test it. I mean that must have felt Incredibly, incredibly well, I guess.
4: Well, there were a lot of challenges in the the early days, and we we tried different types of filtration methods. And because it was later on, you know, a few years into it, when we came across this technology. But um, and we started in the Dominican Republic, as I had mentioned earlier. But and then the earth when the earthquake hit in two thousand and eleven, I think it was in uh, in Haiti, we started taking the ceramic filters over to uh, help the earthquake victims out. Cholera was you know spreading like crazy over there, and they needed clean water. and uh, there was there was none to to be found. And so some of the challenges that exist in and still do in in countries around the world. It's just the governments that uh, you you're dealing with. Uh, there's just a level of corruption, which is one reason third world countries stay third world, is that people are kept oppressed by government officials. And so there were times when we were having to pay bribes to get across the border, you know, and you know t- to try to get these filters to families and desperate need, but the border patrol, you know, they are wanting, you know, they were requiring, you know, in some cases, a lot of money to uh, be able to let us through. And so there's been crazy stories like that. I got so upset about, you know, having to pay bribes to the border patrol. We decided to, to go by boat around, you know, go to the Southern border of Dominican Republic and take the filters around by by boat into Haiti, which was uh an adventure all to its uh all to its own. So we've been not shipwrecked, but we've been without uh power, without a motor that worked a few times out in the open ocean between uh Dominican Republic and Haiti. So incredible challenges but in the early days but god has just truly blessed us and brought us through all those challenges and obviously introduced us to this technology that's working just incredibly well that we, we really can't figure a way we we don't know a way to improve it it's it's uh the filter works works that well and uh and and then just has brought so many great people to the team, like Seth, that has been instrumental in the growth of of Filter of Hope and and so many of the partnerships that that we're now working with. So, uh, so on that note, then uh, Bart uh,
0: and, and I love you know where there's a will, there's a way. I love I love that commitment to finding a way. Uh, Enrique and Adrian, earlier conversations here on Logistics with Purpose, we've heard folks and supplies and aid. Get in, by camels and goats, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. That's that's the nature of the supply chain. But Seth picking up on Bart's last comment there. What's it? What's it? It's got to be really rewarding and fulfilling to be a part of a team that that's going to get it done. They're going to find a way to get it done. What, what's the, what's the culture like?
3: Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, it, it's it's like a family. Being a part of Filter of Hope, it's more than a job and something we, you know, we do from nine to five. Um, everyone is is bought in, and you know, I think it's that it's that vision, it's that that mission of what we're going after. It's it's the why, right? Um, everyone wants to see clean water taken around the world. They want to see people come to know Jesus. So it's, it's, it's the why, and, you know, the opportunity to be a part of that. Uh, It's so, it's so life giving, you know, whether it's uh, being on the ground, being in uh, the different countries that we, that we, uh, that we go to being in the homes, right. Just, just experiencing that, you know, that's something we haven't had that uh, opportunity to experience in all over a year because of COVID, right. It, it, we miss that, but you, the, the need, the need doesn't stop, Right. So it's 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 the reminder of, of the people who are who are on the ground, the people who who don't have clean water. And you know, we talk about it all the time. Bart made mention of it earlier. You know, we, we are we have clean water. Yeah. You know, when I when I fill up my my children's uh, bathtub, it's clean water. When I get them a, a cup of water, it's, it's clean. Right. Um, our dog gets better water than than uh, more than two plus billion people. In the world, so it's it's that why you you, you think about just the, the great need and the opportunity to be a small part of that. Um, so it's 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 amazing to, to to be a part of that to get to do that on a daily basis and to be a part of a a family uh, like like Filter of Hope.
0: I bet it is. What a noble mission. So uh, before Enrique kind of takes us a little more broad, uh, both of y'all and Enrique, and by the way. Enrique, I didn't realize you're a mechanical engineer by trade. No wonder you're so much smarter than man. You're out I me, man. I
2: haven't really done anything mechanical engineering related other than changing light bulbs at my house.
0: <laughs> but he does but them, he I, does I loved, loved well, it
2: back then very well.
0: <laughs> so give us, a, a, and Bart, going, coming back to you, clearly by adding, you know, getting uh, team members and colleagues like Seth, it seems like your organization's on the move and you're growing. Before we go broader and kind of uh, get a snapshot of other things that are taking place that might have been on your radar, where is Filter of Hope moving to? What's the path look like ahead?
4: Great question. You know, because of the COVID pause that Seth mentioned, which we had to bring a lot of teams off the field, we had to postpone uh, 50, 60 trips that were scheduled for last spring and, and summer. And uh, so that was discouraging at, at first, but it is what it is. We couldn't change it. So we decided as, a, as an organization, as a ministry, to make the best use of, of this time that uh, we weren't able to, to travel to become the, the very best organization, the very best staff that we could be. A lot of the projects and programs and you know things on our wish list that were on the shelf that we would get to at some point. We pulled them all off and we started what we first called COVID projects. Because we it we thought that the it was only gonna last three or four months and by the fall we would be back traveling again. Well now we're we're looking at you know I guess Today, no. maybe today, <laughs> last year, yeah, this this day last year, I was in Guatemala, and we had to make that decision of um, of pulling all the teams back and and canceling the the, the future teams. But this last year, we we've, we've done some amazing uh, things that we focused inwardly on the ministry, all of our systems and procedures, and programs but also we've like recreated ourselves we brought in a consultant that helped us with branding and you know rebranding improving our our branding we completely redid our website improved our messaging we infused some technology into the website or some of our giving platforms and social media. All of that, you know, uh, one of the highlights of the the year was we studied as a whole team every Wednesday. We have we have Zoom staff meetings, and so our staff all around the world and all over the United States are on Zoom together, and so. We studied a book called "Excellence Wins" by Horst Schultz, that you know is a founder of Ritz-Carlton and just a expert on the in the field of excellence in everything that you do. And we truly applied that to every facet of Filter of Hope to become a better organization. Our goal is excellence, and if that's your goal, then if you don't achieve it, you're going to still be pretty pretty dang good, you know. So. Uh, that's common terminology now, and everything that we talk about is uh, is excellence. And um, so we're we did that. We're studying a book right now uh, about the art of storytelling, and because storytelling is 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 big when we're speaking to groups or whether we're raising funding for a certain project. So uh, the COVID pause took us to a, a a greater level. The number one thing out of this. Uh, period of not being able to travel the last year was entering uh, some strategic partnerships with organizations and ministries that are working in places that we're never going to be able to take teams to in the 1040 window in Pakistan, Sudan, and some dangerous places, quite frankly, where they have, they're planning churches, they're doing work, humanitarian work, and, you know, building uh, churches. And they need, desperately need clean water, you know, far worse than Central America and the Caribbean countries where we take teams to. And so we've engaged in some incredible partnerships, which again, is we're going to use the services of vector logistics to be able to get those filters to these hard to reach places. So we're very excited about that. So that's what we've been doing the, the last year. And we're coming out of this COVID time, much, much better organization.
0: Yeah, I heard a lot there, but more operationally confident and stronger on the operations side and able to execute, True. but also being able to tell a stronger, tell and promote a stronger story about the mission, which hopefully brings more people to the cause and helps, helps you all help more folks. And so we can attack that, I think you shared four to five million deaths per year, most of them kids, cause lack of good, clean water. We can tack that number. And get it down to zero. I mean, really, the art of the possible. So I love what you shared there. Okay, so Adrian, we're going to kind of go a little bit broader next, right?
1: Exactly. So, gents, um, beyond beyond water concerns, what are one or two other uh, issues or challenges uh, that you're facing right now uh, that are more pressing than others?
4: You know, we're we're pretty laser focused on our our strategy. Our uh, mission strategy of the organization providing clean water and providing you know god's love to you know the very least of these the poorest of the poor but when we're doing that you know as we've been doing that for many years um these countries that are you know dealing with extreme poverty and lack of education uh the pastors that are uh that are leading these churches and they are trying to help the community, they have very little to, if any, resources. And so um, that's one thing that we are, uh, we're doing right now is we're creating materials and follow-up materials that these churches uh, can use. As Seth mentioned earlier, sustainability is absolutely critical. We'll go in there with a team for one week and then they're they're gone. So we do everything under the umbrella of a local church. We don't we filter hope is not important or the University of Texas, you know, or is not important if they're if that's a the, the team that happens to be with us. We're there on behalf of the local church because they care mm-hmm. about you and they want you to have clean water. So on behalf of this church, we're going to provide you with this water filter. And when the when the teams leave, we want to provide the churches with as many resources as possible and uh so we're doing that in printed materials and some videos uh we're partnering with the jesus film now that has an incredible backpack you know type of a projector that can they can show the they can show the jesus film story to hundreds and hundreds of people at one time so um we're trying to you know to meet some of those needs uh, as well, just to um, enhance and improve our ministry in every way possible. Digital transformation
0: applies everywhere. And I heard a little bit of that there in your answer, Bart. Uh, Seth, what what else would you add? And, and whether it's your challenges, whether it's other t- business topics you're tracking globally, what else has got your attention right now?
3: Sure. Well, you know, I, I think obviously what brought us together in the first place was the logistics side, right? The, the shipping, you know, I think it's so it's, it's been unique just to learn of all the different challenges You know, Bart, Bart's made mention of, of, of some of those, depending on the country might not be as easy to get the filters in. So I think, you know, it's just the opportunity to, 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 to see this need um, that countries have, but how do we, how do we actually get the filters there? Uh, we're able to take filters in on a small scale with our teams you know, as we think about the projects that we are, that we're focusing on in, in whether it's in dangerous areas around the world or, or just difficult locations to, to get um, the filters into. Um, So I think that's, uh, you know, an area of focus, certainly within the last several months um, and then dating back, obviously that's not, it's not, it's not an issue that just started. Um, You know, as Bart shared from the very beginning, that's been, that's been a part of some of the challenge but i think you know as we as we look at the future um it's trending in that direction where we're we're going to need to uh to, to send filters on a mass scale um and, and to other parts of, of the world so that's where we don't have to be the experts we have uh we have adrian enrique who uh who are uh coming alongside us and you know they've uh felt like in so many ways there there's uh, we see the way Vector is a family, and really, really love their model. So, just finding unique ways to partner, finding unique ways to to come together to uh, to, to to go after this this huge issue.
2: How many? Uh, Seth, if you don't mind, yeah. Scott, interrupting real quick. Um, so, how many? You mentioned already a, a, a few of those countries that you're currently in. How many countries are you currently uh, shipping the filters yeah. to? And what's your geographical expansion strategy? Because it sounds like you're really
4: trying to ship them everywhere, which is amazing. We have uh, we have our filters in over 65, 65, 66 wow. countries uh, right now all around the world. And mainly a lot of those countries, uh, certainly in Africa and India uh, have been through, whether it's teams that have gone there or organizations that work in the slums of India and some of the remote you know places in in Africa. We have a lot of, of well drilling organizations that that drill wells to you know to create a easier access to to a water source, but doesn't necessarily guarantee all the you know clean water at the right. point of use and in in the homes. And so we even have well organizations that are using our filters in, in, in different countries. So, uh, but in the future, we really, truly one of our passions is uh, the most unreached areas in the world is called the 1040 window. And it, it takes a, a, a strategy. It takes partnerships. It takes uh, logistical expertise to be able to uh to get the filters there. And uh, so we're, you know, we're counting on Vector coming through uh, in, in some of those cases. And one thing I would just mention real quick, that's kind of, uh, it answers several of the questions that you've, or addresses several of the questions you've asked about what like makes us different, also some, just some challenges. Charitable giving period, you know, sometimes there's a level of skepticism. does the money that I give. Does it really go? Does it make it to India? Does it make it to the person, the family in need? Another thing we're very proud of that has happened in the last year, we developed an app, a filter tracking app that you can go on your, you know, on your iPhone or your Android and on the end of the store and look up, filter of hope, and you're going to, you can download the app for free, but every one of our filters, each individual filter has a, has a unique barcode. And so whether you are in Atlanta, Georgia with a filter or Delhi, India in the slums, you can scan the filter using the app. It doesn't require Wi-Fi. It immediately records when you scan it your geo coordinates of exactly the location that that filter has been provided to a family, and then it, uh, you could fill out quest- a questionnaire about the family and uh, their source of water, how they do filter it their water, if 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 any, how many fam- how many children live in the family, uh, in the, in the household and then take a picture of them. So we're able to show, you know, families that are a part of our monthly recurring giving program or businesses that are corporate partners, we're able to show them actual faces of families that they helped make, they changed their world. They absolutely provided hope through uh, clean water and us being able to share with them the story of 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 jesus so the tracking app is something that's it's kind of it's a game changer for us and is very important in the future partnerships that we have around the world
2: yeah and information is power right so just having that feedback directly from the people that are really in need it must be incredibly useful and powerful for then basing all the other strategic decisions that that you guys must be making every day. So this is very creative, very cool, very uh technologically advanced even uh, application uh for for uh for what you're doing. So thanks for sharing.
0: Definitely. And and you know, one of the other elements here yes, is definitely. despite any limitations that you have, any what you are doing to raise the visibility of the challenge is a huge boost, right? Really, there's so much to love about this story. I really appreciate y'all's your uh, mission, your, your action-oriented leadership to tackle tackle this this horrible challenge that that uh, folks around the world are experiencing. With just gosh, clean water, right? Clean water, is something we all take for granted. Let's make sure folks know how to connect with Filter of Hope, and, and hopefully, whether they're individuals or businesses that want to jump into the you know, um, fray and and hopefully participate in your mission and help support you. Bart, where would you
4: direct folks to? Seth, so take this one, brother.
3: Okay. Well, I, you know, just as as we've mentioned, you you've heard our you've heard our passion, what we're excited about, giving people the opportunity to be a part of this is is a is a passion of ours. We we get really excited helping others learn about it, but also, okay, what 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 can we do? How can we join in this? So we've tried to make it easy. We 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 really tried to to give people different unique ways. Um, to experience filter of hope, to experience the work. Um, if you if you go to our website, you would see several um, several ways to to do that. One thing that we're really passionate about is um, something we call the community of hope. Um, so it's a a monthly giving campaign that that people can 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 give to. Um, they can give to providing clean water for families in need. Bart Bart made mention of that. They're able to see. Uh, who is receiving the filters? are able to see and and read about unique stories, ways that that change has taken place. One thing that that is probably one of the newest ways that people can can join in. Um, you know, we're we're pretty familiar with uh, with with peer to peer. Fundraising: People can actually start a fundraiser for filter folk that that goes to 100% goes to the 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 purchase and distribution of of water filters. I mean, I think over the past several years, we've seen different campaigns. People can uh, instead of instead of birthday gifts, they can uh, seek to raise thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever they choose um, that goes to that goes to a, a worthy cause. Just a, a month or two ago, we had an individual who set out to, to raise money for his 40th birthday, and he exceeded forty thousand dollars. Wow,
1: that's exceptional!
3: And you just think you think about the number of people uh, who are who are receiving clean water just because people decided to, to give to uh, this individual for, for his birthday. Really unique ways. We have ways that that businesses can get involved. Really, there are a ton of different ways. There's really no limit to what they can do. We've had some uh, businesses who have, you know, they, they, it's been kind of a, a, a one for one. If people uh, make this purchase uh, with their business, the business gives a filter to a family um, in need, ways that businesses can give on a, on a monthly basis. We think about churches, um, obviously, as we, have, as we have talked today, there's, there are ways for children uh, you know, being, beginning as kids who can learn about the, the global water crisis, they can learn about kids just like them who, who don't have the, the fortune of, of clean water, uh, but, but how can they be a part of, of helping meet needs? And then also there's that opportunity to go and experience the trip. We love to send teams. We love to to take individuals to experience what it looks like on the ground you know, as as Bart made mention, uh, the demonstration that we that we do in the homes, uh, they can actually have their hands on the filter, installing it into a bucket. Would would love to invite your the, the listeners to to go to our YouTube page or website to to see the the bucket with the filter attached to it. But just the opportunity to be a part of of the work, and to be a part of, of of providing, so you can give. Yeah.
2: Can you? Sorry. So, so when. Where can you sign up for these trips and when are they going to be restarting or what's kind of the logistics behind that part of your, of your organization so that people that can, are listening to us can also
3: know a little bit more about the, the trips if they're interested in and joining. Sure, sure. Well Bart, I want, I want to ask you to, to to add to this. I'll just start by saying, you know, we've we've obviously there's there's been a covid pause. Right. We haven't we haven't been able to send teams, but starting in in May, um we'll we'll begin trips again, uh which we're so thankful for. So on our webpage, folk.org, you uh go to uh, there's a, a section called get involved and then under that is travel with us. So, um, you know, we can start a conversation of, of what it could look like. We offer different vision trips throughout throughout the year that people can go and, and, and be a part of the work. Um, Bart, do you
4: have anything to add? There's just countless ways to, to, to get involved and create awareness, um, small and large, whether it's in your school, uh, some civic organization, uh, your 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 church and the trips are life changing, and the trips are extremely affordable. It's very surprising how because we try to keep the cost down to a minimal. So you know anyone that wants to go and experience a different culture, poverty, and help families can do that easily. And so uh, we we'll just encourage your your listeners to um, to go to the website, check it. Check, check it out. Any questions, You can. Uh, there's a place there where you can can ask us for more details and more information. And it's very gratifying to be able to, to know that you're helping someone that they don't have the ability to help mm-hmm. themselves. They really, truly don't. And uh, you can help them with just a very little amount of money or very little effort. And so uh, we'd love to demonstrate all the, you know, I wish we would have thought uh, in advance, we could have uh, had a little bucket here. We, we we have these clear demonstration buckets. And so even though, you know, water that's perfectly, they, it looks clear, it can, it can be heavily contaminated. We always help it out a little, by, a little bit by putting some dirt or uh, whatever in the, the water. And Last week I was in Dominican Republic in this area and they took some water out of the lagoon and it was kind of brown, but we were also beside a cow pasture. So I said, hold on guys. And I went over and scooped up some cow manure fresh and dumped it into the water bucket and stirred it. And they were just freaking out, but could not believe when that water came out, just perfectly clean. I drank a sip, and uh, and before long, they were lined up. Everybody there had to have some of that manure water. <laughs> it's really powerful. We'll
2: have to we'll have to do that on the next yeah. interview. I'm sure that there's enough information, and we'd love to have you guys back and just tell yeah. us a bit more. once this trip's open up? But yeah, that's definitely yeah. something we'll we'll do for next time because it, it must be <laughs> incredibly interesting and also kind of kind of fun
0: too.
1: Yeah, that's a great demonstration.
0: <laughs> so filterofhope.org to learn a lot more information get involved get behind the mission be a part of the mission so many different ways that uh, Seth and Bart both shared with us and so many ways that maybe not necessarily includes Commodore uh, so take your pick at filterofhope.org hey let's make sure a uh, big huge thanks uh, to our two guests here today we've been talking Bart Smelly founder and CEO of filter of hope love that story we we'll have to have you back on and dive deeper into you. you kind of, we we, we jump quick to filter a hope, but gosh, that tugging that was on your heart clearly that led you, you know, kind of out of that that for-profit business world into this mission and this purpose and this noble mission. Uh, there's a lot more to that story, I bet. But Bart, really appreciate your time, and of course, sure. Seth Swindle, campus expansion director, uh, helping lead the growth for Bill Filter a Hope. Big thanks
4: to you both. Thank you guys so much for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: All right. So, hey, really quick. So, of course, filterofhope.org is where you go to learn a lot more information about this incredible team here. Enrique and Adrian, let's make sure folks know how to connect with uh, Vector Global Logistics. Love what you are doing with so many powerful nonprofits that are truly changing the world, much like Bart and Seth are. So, how can folks connect with you, Enrique?
2: I'll let Adrian. Yeah, go ahead, Adrian. You have the uh, better voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our website is
1: www.vectorgl.com and I can reach personally at adrian.pertil, that's P U R T I L L at vectorgl.com. Would love to hear from you.
0: It's just that easy. Enrique, Adrian, love these stories. Gosh, uh, it really is addictive. I really appreciate your help in facilitating today's interview. And to our listeners, hopefully you all have enjoyed this journey and this purpose and this passion and this mission as much as we have here. Great team over at Filter, I hope. Make sure you check them out, get involved, get plugged in. But uh, also, if you like conversations like this, be sure to check us out at SupplyChainNow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from on behalf of our entire team here Enrique and Adrian, our team here at Supply Chain Now. Scott Luton signing off for now, but hey, do good. Give forward. Be the change that's needed. Be like Bart and Seth. And on that note, we'll see you next time here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram.